And under that empowerment, we get motivation. We get self-care because without taking care of yourself, how can you be authentic? You're listening to Wild Creative, a podcast designed to inspire creative thought, enhance your artistic process, and excavate enriched understandings about art, culture, and yourself. I'm your host, Emma Kivetna, an alternative writing teacher, artist, entrepreneur, and Sagittarius. I am joining you today from the traditional territories of the Mi'kmaq people in Nova Scotia, Canada. Without further ado, let's explore the wild creative. Hello and welcome to Wild Creative. If you're a human, which I assume you are, you've no doubt gone through days where you felt shitty about yourself or your life or your appearance. And when we're going through those times, we may hear the same typical type of things about self-care, like treat yourself how you would want others to treat you, or you know you deserve better, or just accept yourself, just love yourself. It's all easier said than done, and oftentimes, for me at least, it doesn't really put anything into perspective when I hear those types of things. It, It doesn't really resonate, but my guest today, Yolanda Crump, has a really unique way with words, and she has a way of putting things into perspective that make you think differently. And she had so many motivating things to say today in our episode, so many golden nuggets in our conversation. For instance, at one point she said, how we think is how we are. And that was just something I think I really needed to hear at this point in my life. It it really resonated and it made me think of that, that saying, you are what you eat. And that's often something that's said a lot when with regards to physical health, but like for mental and emotional health, how we think is how we are. Well, yeah, like it makes sense. It, it's, it was just su- such a, it just really hit home for me. Something else she said was, if you're talking badly to yourself, you know, if you're beating yourself up about something and calling yourself an idiot and all this type of stuff, then, then how are you letting the world treat you? And that to me was a really different way of putting things about how you want to be treated. Because yeah, if you're being an asshole to yourself, you're probably also letting other people be shitty to you as well you know, your self-worth goes way down when you treat yourself badly. So Yolanda had a lot of really interesting things to say today. We talked about her multifaceted brand, Bougie Wild, and what she offers with it. We talked about her journey from being a child thrust into teen pregnancy to eventually becoming an IRS agent and then later starting her own brand. We talked about how, how to be vulnerable and how to form new habits. It was just a very enlightening conversation, at least for myself, and I hope for you as well. So to give you some background on Yolanda, at the age of 15, Yolanda was a mother, and by 17, she was a high school dropout with two children. Today, Yolanda has her bachelor's degree in accounting. By profession, Yolanda is a previous IRS agent with 20 years of experience. As an enrolled agent, she interprets and applies the tax law in 50 states. She serves as an advocate and educator for taxpayers. Her mission is to ensure taxpayers are treated fairly and that they understand their rights and responsibilities. Yolanda owns and operates YJ Crump Tax Firm. On the other hand, with regards to her life purpose, Yolanda is the founder and brand ambassador for Bougie Wild. Her brand slogan is, Can't be boxed, free to be me. 
Bougie Wild is an influencer brand that offers services and experiences of empowerment, entertainment, fitness, and fashion. Bougie Wild's vision is for individuals to live a life that is true to themselves and to share life experience from a humble, transparent, and vulnerable place, ultimately living free from fear, doubt, and insecurities. Yolanda joined me from her home in Mississippi. Right. Hello, Yolanda. Thank you so much for joining me on Wild Creative. Thank you for having me. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so um, I want to first start off by getting a little bit of context from you uh, in terms of your brand and where you started it and how you started it. And so Bougie Wild is the name of your brand. And you describe on your website that it's multifaceted, and I can definitely see that. It, you offer various things, motivation, motivational speaking, like retreats. There's coaching and uh, including physical fitness too, it seems, and mental health kind of coaching and, and it's a clothing line too. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so can, can you tell us like, what's the overall like goal with Bougie Wild and how did you start it and, and why? Sure. Well, Bougie Wild was given to me from the universe. I've written a song saying the universe gave it to me. It originated from um, pretty much some calling me Bougie, some calling me Wild. The background of that is I was raised in a poverty mindset, uneducated environment. You're looking at a teenage mom, high school dropout, two children by the time I was 17. God has been good to me. I was able to uh, go back to school. I now have an accounting degree. I'm an enroll agent, a real estate agent, and I own Bougie Wild as well as YJ Crump Tax Firm. Uh, in 2005, I left Memphis, Tennessee, where I was born and raised. Yep. I went out traveling, exploring. And when I would come back home, I was called bougie. Because, you know, when you learn better, you do better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so it was one of those things. I learned better. I did better. And so things that I now discovered was integrity, morals, um, just a way of living uh Growing outside of what my social norm was, if you know what, you know, referring to my social norm, what was normal for me. So I am always that person that would speak up. So I got called bougie. And then on my professional side, because I am free to be who I am, um, when I would be on my professional side and we would go out, let's say that we would go to training and while we were uh, off training, we would hang out and I've always been free to express myself and I do it through dance. I love to dance. Oh, cool. And so that's how they labeled me wild. So some call me bougie, some call me wild. I put it together and I said that I'm bougie wild and bougie wild means don't put me in a box. I am free to be me. Yeah, I love that so much. I have a few questions in there. So for my first question is about the word bougie. I mean, I, I do know what bougie means. I'm sure uh, most people do. But just for the purpose of our podcast and our listeners, what does bougie mean to you? To me, bougie is, well, let me, I want to explain what bougie meant to the person that was calling me bougie. Yeah, yeah. Bougie for the individual that was calling me bougie was that person that now speak grammatically correct. The individual that is responsible, who take care of their business, who like nice things, 
um, that carry themselves in a certain manner. Uh, it's a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. So how I was placed in a box and labeled as bougie because I no longer acted the way the environment in which I came from, I was different. I started to do things in a different manner. I would address things that I now uh, recognize as wrong. So for the mindset that I was used to being in, involved with, that's the terminology that they use. It was kind yeah. of a, a, an insult yeah. that, oh, you bougie, you, you know, like I, I love nice things. I have a nice home. Being a teenage mom, a high school dropout, I wasn't expected to go get the college degree. I wasn't expected to have the position. Like I'm a previous internal revenue agent who has 20 years IRS experience. I was the president of the union. So I start pronouncing my words differently because my first language was Ebony. So now I'm speaking grammatically correct English. Why are you talking like this? Yeah. Well, if you are a representative for the Internal Revenue Service, you can no longer use slang and you can't switch back and forth because what will happen, what's in you would naturally come out. So I had to drop the old version of me and start speaking grammatically correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that while I was in my professional position, that I know how to talk to people and express myself. Right. And, and be understood. Yeah. And that's that's what made it made it seem like you were acting out of term, like kind of, uh, right. you know, you, you think you're all that kind of or. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. I think I've heard of that before. It's kind of like code switching where, you know, people mm-hmm. s- switch between dialects and that kind of thing. But right. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. You've kind of taken that word bougie and you're kind of owning it in a yes. sense. Yeah. It's yes. not an, it's not an insult anymore t- to you. Well, when you take two words and you put it together, yeah. it's a compound word. See, bougie wild is a compound word. Right. Right. So it has a whole new meaning. So I'm not bougie or wild. I'm bougie wild. Mm, I like that. Which means can't be box free to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask ask you about that then. So the boxing part, what were some of the ways in which, what were some of the boxes that you were being put put into that you didn't want to be in? To treat me like, oh, you think you're better. Oh, you have changed instead of allowing me to evolve. Mm -hmm. A butterfly starts out as a caterpillar. We are supposed to grow. We are supposed to want to become the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, getting to know who we are, being able to rise above the mindset or the conditioning that we were born into. I am grateful that I was able to overcome being a teenage mom, a high school dropout. My highest level of education was the ninth grade. Right. Do you know how blessed I am? Because you you have a tax, uh, no, an accountant degree now, right? Yeah. 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 So, wow. So how how yeah. how how was that um, later in life trying to to make it kind of on your own with just the grade nine education and 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 kids? 
Yes. Yeah. Well, the reason why I speak so openly about my life is I've had a great life. I don't have the story of being homeless. I don't have the story of the triumph. I actually have an amazing story. I left home at 15 years old. And I've always believed that I could make it. I always had good work ethics. I, at 16, first started working uh, my first job. Living this life, I've always gravitated toward the good. Mm -hmm. The universe raised me. Uh, at 22 years old, I started working for the Internal Revenue Service, uh, making $9 an hour. I resigned from that job in 2021 because I know who I am now and that I can make it. I was making $100,000 a year. Yeah. Um, so uh, my experience of being leaving home is that of we all can accomplish whatever we put our mind to. I am a skydiver. I jumped out of an airplane. Like, I'm one of those people who has applied the Bible as my roadmap. I'm not religious, uh, and I like to make that full disclaimer. I know that the Holy Spirit is in us. Like, we yeah. are connected. There's only one spirit. And so I give God all the glory of uh, having overcome the the barriers and challenges that were meant to hinder me. Like I've just been able to face barriers. Yeah. Fear doesn't stop me. No, I, clearly, yeah, you've overcome a yeah. lot, and you you yeah. strike you strike me as a very optimistic person. Is that would you say that's true? So, have you have you always been optimistic, or um, was that something you had to kind of grow into? I thought that at one point I've always been optimistic in reference to what I could accomplish. Right. But I didn't realize I was dealing with pessimism until I was older because although I was optimistic, I used to wait on bad stuff to happen. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Like yeah. I was optimistic, like I could do whatever I put my mind to, but because I was raised in an uneducated environment, a poverty mindset, negative stuff always used to happen growing up. So I didn't even realize that although I, I'm out here saying I can do whatever I put my mind to, I had this little voice that used to just live on edge. So how I would deal with it is I tried to control everything. Like I was one of those people who was so fixated on I had to control everything. I was an overachiever. I was taking on everybody's problems. I was trying to fix everybody. Like I, I just, and, and for years, it was just a load on my back. And until I realized like, oh my God, I'm dealing with this pessimism. And so I, I tell people now, and, and this is what I do. I face my fears, doubts, and insecurities. I address them. So I live a transparent life because when I was dealing with things internally, and not even realizing living from a subconscious place, like living from a subconscious place of the conditioning that was in me in which I was battling with the human form, which was poured in me versus this 
spirit that's saying you could do whatever you want, but it was a spiritual warfare. And now that I'm I'm aware of it, I know that I have to get up every day and put my armor on. I know I have to stay in the word. I know I have to recognize it and test come throughout life. So you yeah. with the bourgeois brand. I'm on a mission to empower people, to let them know from a humble, transparent, and a vulnerable place about my own challenges, not from that perspective of I was homeless or anything like that, because I have a nice home. Mm -hmm. I've always made the money. I I did the title. I I had got the education, but I still was dealing with something. Is it, uh, it sounds like, you don't um, relate to that victim mindset. Like you don't see yourself as a victim or, or, yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's coming from a more positive place, it sounds like, yeah. Yes, I tell people I have no shame and I bear no blame. Yeah. I speak about my life from a humble, transparent, and a vulnerable place. And Bougie is actually getting ready to launch my own podcast, which is going to be named Transparent Table Talk in which we'll be talking about topics that are typically taboo. We'll be talking about things that I wish somebody, conversations that I wish somebody would have had with me. Yeah, I love that. When, when is, is that in the, in the new year? Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking at my coach is telling me I should launch it before Christmas, but I'm like, because Christmas is happening, I'm kind of debating, do I want to launch it for Christmas or start in the new year? So I'm indecisive right now about it, yeah. but I'm, I'm leaning toward the new year. Yeah, that's fair. Christmas is so busy yeah. with <laughs> busy yeah. time of year. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I'd love to touch back on some things there. So you said you're not religious, but you, no. it sounds like you do have beliefs. So like you do believe in, um, certain things. So, and you kind of mentioned a few of them already. And so do you, do you believe that everything kind of happens for a reason? Like, do you think that this was kind of your, your life purpose or do you think that that's just, that's just how things went or? I know that my life purpose is the journey I'm on now to mm -hmm. empower, to speak, uh, to be transparent. My gift, my transparency, God gave me a big voice so that I could be that work for individuals. Leaving home at 15 years old, uh, overcoming the the challenges. And my challenges are not, like I, I keep mentioning, they are not of the struggle. My challenges are of overcoming society's unwritten expectations. Mm -hmm. yep. Like society define success in which I live of the world with getting the education, the nice job, the nice home, the nice car, the 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 perfect family. The American like, dream. <laughs> the American dream. Yeah. And I did all of that and still felt emptiness. Yeah. Because I was living based on circumstances like I had become a revenue agent based on out there looking for a job found a job made a career out of it I had become a revenue agent because I saw the opportunity within the internal revenue service to go get an accounting degree that I could make this money if I go obtain this accounting degree but 
while I was a revenue agent, my coworkers nominated me to become the president of the union. And as the president of the union, I represented all the IRS employees over the state of Mississippi. I served as their advocate in which I represented them if they had any grievances before the agency and I protected their rights that were negotiated between our union uh, which was National Treasury Employment Union and the IRS, that we will be treated fair and equal. So in that position is when I started to shift into my purpose, realizing I'm an advocate. Yeah, and that has a, that position would have had a lot of voice or required a lot of voice. Yes. And you fit yes. the bill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's when I start shifting. And then during my tenure as the president, the IRS downsized. And so the contract changed in which I went from a full-time advocate to having to be a part-time enforcer as an IRS agent and a part-time advocate. Well, that's when the transition started happening. Yeah. I was at war with my spirit. Like I literally would have anxiety when it was time for me to enforce. I literally was my job was out there to audit people and be as a, serve as an enforcer when, when my spirit is wanting to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did, you, how did you combat that contrast? Well, I, I went to seek therapy. I, I did. Yeah. I, I um, had a lot of visits with a therapist mm-hmm. and I told her what I was going through. Like I literally was experiencing anxiety, crying you know, just not liking my job. I went from being an advocate for the IRS to just having anxiety, crying about performing and doing my task. The IRS changed my life. When I say the IRS changed my life, I've been in rooms with people that I never thought I would be sitting across the table talking to. I traveled to places, all expenses paid on the government's dime going places I never thought I would visit. Like I was raised in a poverty mindset. When I was a child, my grandmother used to have us jumping in and out of trash cans looking for cans mm-hmm. for months. Yeah. So to be able now to sit at tables with attorneys, to be able to be that voice and sit down and talk to directors and commissioners about people's rights in Yolanda to be heard. Mm-hmm. So that was a whole life change for me, in which to to now struggle with what my purpose was, because understand this, I never pursued to become the president. People recognize this in me. Yep, they brought it out of you. Yes. Like, I would always speak up in the group meetings. I would always quote the contract because I had 20 years working for the IRS. And so they were like, Yolanda, you will be a great president. I'm like, no, I don't want to be no president. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, yeah, you will be a great president. Uh, you know, and they finally convinced me. And I served as the president and I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is me. And so, like I said, what happened was, you know, when I would serve as the president and I saw how the agency was treating employees, I started having a, a losing respect for the agency. I started losing respect for the agent. And I'm a person of ethics. Like I have high ethics and morals. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I can't work for someone that I don't respect. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you started to see the real light of things, I think. Yeah. And it's interesting how your coworkers kind of saw that leadership side of you before even you saw it. So, yeah. Um, earlier you mentioned about control and kind of like wanting to be in control a lot of things. So do you, are you still like that today? Do you want to control things more? Or have you kind of let that go? And like, how did you, if you did let it go, how did you do that? Yes, I let it go because mm -hmm. I realized it was a disease in a sense that I had. It was me dealing with my, it was the way I was dealing with my own insecurities. And I realized I was trying to control everybody else because I never was whole. So because I came a mom at 15 years old, I never did the work to become Yolanda. I went from this little girl mm -hmm. to be mom. So all I knew was to take care of the people. So in discovering who I am, my revelations revealed to me that's the reason why I was controlling everybody else because it was actually me dealing with my own fears, doubts, and insecurities, but mm -hmm. I was deflecting them on everybody else. Right. Oh. I relate to that too. <laughs> I've, I've been a bit of a control freak with certain things in the past. And I think it, I think you're right. It, it can come from a place of insecurity and like not knowing mm -hmm. yourself and right. that kind of thing. And yeah, jumping right into motherhood in it as a teen, you didn't really get time to, to grow up and like be yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, let's go back to <laughs> bougie wild for a second here. What, what's, um, what kind of clients do you typically look for when you want to work with someone? Um, is it anybody or is it just women or the reality is bougie wild has been so tough for me to package. Let me just be honest. Yeah. Um, this brand has been the hardest thing besides motherhood <laughs> that I've ever done. I made so many mistakes in building Bougie Wild. I was clueless about building a brand. And upon this journey, I've discovered that my audience are middle-aged people who, like me, lived a life not knowing who they were. And it's men and women like I get men and women contacting me having this open conversation because what Bougie Wow, the values of Bougie Wow and what it represents is transparency, genuine, to be genuine, to be authentic, to be fearless, strength, consistency, owning who you are. Like the reality is we live a life not even knowing who we are because society has conformed us and we subconsciously become that, not even realizing that, oh my God, who am I? Because we we fear rejection, right? Yeah. We fear rejection mm -hmm. and we want to fit in. We want to be accepted, but nobody teach us it's okay to be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's okay. And so we live this life with this mask on because if we're different, guess what? They make fun of us. Even as a child, when we're different, oh, look at you, you're different. 
Yeah. So what Bougie Wild represents in the audience that Bougie Wild attracts, Bougie Wild attracts that audience saying, I'm ready to be me. Help me get to know who I am. And it's all ages, but I do have a coach in which she's telling me I need to focus on that certain age group, that target group. And it's hard for me. It really mm -hmm. is. It's, it's hard for me because I'm saying, but I get different people calling me. But she's like, who's supporting you? The ones that's supporting you are the ones who see the vision, who see yeah. that you can offer something too. So I'm at that phase of really defining Bougie Wild. Mm -hmm. And so like, like we talked about, Bougie Wild is empowerment. And under that empowerment, we get motivation, we get self-care, we get fitness, because without knowing who you are and taking care of yourself, how can you be authentic? And then Bougie Wild is entertainment. I've written songs. I love, like, in discovering who I am, I write music. I love to write music. Like, That's this is, cool. I, I've recorded three songs, like. Wow. In a short time. Yeah. And it's also entertainment. It is an experience. It is fashion and fitness. And the fashion is just, it's my personality and my style. Like, I've always been that. Like, that was one of those things that people put me in the box as well, is with my fashion. Because I never followed the trend. Like, when I was a young girl, I always dress different. Like I've never been one of those people that wore the trending thing. Right. Like I said, I was different. Yeah. You like to, you like yeah. to stand out. Yeah. Right. It's It sounds like Bougie Wild is a lifestyle in it a is. sense. Yeah. And it it's is. it's holistic too because it's, it's all the different facets of a lifestyle. As you said, fashion, right. fitness, mental, um, business, coaching, entertainment. So entertainment right yeah it's just being free it's discovering yeah. it's discovering who you are it's being able to say don't put me in the box this is who I am and do you realize how hard it is to be authentically self without any fear of rejection criticism condemnation and people ask me they like okay you're free where are your boundaries I don't kill, steal, or destroy. I am a person of integrity. Yeah. You know, I am a person who followed the word. I, I'm just not religious. Like, I, I study all religions, but I don't claim a religion. I'm a spiritual person. I believe that in the higher being. I believe that it's in us. I don't separate it from me. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. When I read... Yeah, when I read the word, it's in us. We have to train it. We have to become in tune with it. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have to be religious to be a good person. You just Correct. you just know your your right. moral boundaries inside you. Right. Or at least you should. Most people should. <laughs> but Right. Yeah. And then and I do I do take the Bible as a motivational tool mm -hmm. more so than quote unquote this religious because I don't just study I study Christianity, I study Buddhism, I study Hinduism, mm -hmm. you know, I study it all. And we all got a, a deity, 
Yeah. There's a, everybody got a higher being. It's just that because I was raised in America, they claim Christianity. So, and yeah, and you're, and you're spiritual too. So, you know, you've, you've yeah. got your own way of moving through the world that ties right. it all, all together for you. And that's, yeah. Right. So it sounds like the type of clientele, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, it sounds like the type of clientele would be people who feel like they're maybe kind of sleepwalking through life and just, they're just not themselves, but they don't know that. You're ready to wake up. Yeah, exactly. You, I, I call it, I call it airplane mode. You, <laughs> I, I refer to it on airplane mode because the reality, the reality is this: we are conditioned from birth, from our religion, the way we think, what we eat, you know, our mindset. We form biases based on our environment, our experience, and our exposure. We have to be open-minded. Wayne Dyer said, we have to be open-minded and attached to nothing. We are so conditioned that we will become offended by something that doesn't even matter to us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so right. There's so many things in life that just, they aren't even urgent, but we act like they're the, it's the end of the world or... Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're biased instead of saying, hmm, I never saw it that way. Yeah. So it's a it's a self-educating, self-awareness right. way of being. Self-awareness. Yeah. Living a conscious awareness life. Understanding that it's not about you. It's about becoming the best version of me. And so because we typically are conditioned to look for God on the outside, we're pointing the finger at everybody else. We're looking for everything on the outside to make us whole instead of understanding it's already in us. And so because I live this optimistic life, I live this life, this fearless life, this life of strength, this, you know, you have to take risks, right? And so because I live this life, people look at me and say, oh, you think you're better, you think you're this. No. I understand that I have a responsibility to the Holy Spirit that lives within me. Mm -hmm. It's in me. And when you realize that you have a responsibility to the Holy Spirit that's in you, you have a right to become great. Yeah. And and wild and free and and free. Right. And 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 just like I share with people and I use this analogy. If you're looking in the mirror and you don't like what you see and you decide that you have to do something about it. You got a choice that you can get up every day and form new habits. But do you realize because God was separated from us that we are praying to God to change us instead of understanding the roadmap has already been designed for us? If I give you my address, where do you live? Oh, me? I'm in Nova Scotia, Canada. Okay. But if I give you my address to get to my house, it's going to show you which plane to catch. Yeah. Then once you get off the plane, it's going to tell you to catch an Uber or a Lyft, put my address in. If you follow that map, you're going to pull up in my driveway. That's just like following the word that's already been written. Like I tell people, the mm -hmm. books of the Bible are just books that were written by people like you and I about their life. 
what they went through. So if we follow their example and in their life, not their example, but their life, and and we understand everything that's been done under the sun has already been done, we're gonna arrive. Yeah. So there's re- there's that like reading other what other people's lives and what they've done, but then there's also finding out what you want to do, um, right? And not being influenced by external, uh, right? At you know sources and stuff. It's kind of like figuring out for yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Understanding the laws, understanding the laws of the universe, so that you can become in tune with your spirit. Because that's basically like what I'm sharing with you right now. We got to become in tune with our spirit, but we have to know the laws. We have to know the laws that as a man thinking, so is he. You know, that, that's something we know. We have to know that if you seek, you will find. You know, these are to ask and it will be given. Now, you know, these are things that we know that we have to apply on every day. You know, so training the mind to live a a life where you are in tune with the Holy Spirit. And I, I say it like this. You know the little voice in your head that nobody hears. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got to train it. Yeah, your subconscious. I've I read somewhere that your subconscious makes up like ninety something percent of your of you, of you like do. of yourself. So, and it can be heavily influenced and programmed and in all sorts of ways without you even consciously knowing. So, right. It, it's it's programmed from birth, in which it had nothing to do with us. You know how many people are struggling with their subconscious mind and don't even realize all you got to do is hit the reset button. Right. The mind is the hardest thing to reprogram. People, like, I woke up, you know, the COVID thing, I had put on weight and I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, oh my God, I put on this weight. So what I started doing was every morning I get up, I had a case of water by my bed. As soon as I get up, I jump up, I listen to my word, I go to the gym. And I was recording it. And people was like, oh, my God, you lost that weight. How did you do it? Do it. <laughs> Just did it. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. And so because the work, like when you make that decision, when things, when you're now brought to that self-conscious place and you make that decision, it's now your responsibility to carry out the action. Because you know if you carry out the action, you're going to see change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like a responsibility to yourself yourself. to do the thing you actually want to do (laughs) that you know you need to. Yeah. So let's let's talk about fitness for a second then, because it's something you you offer on in Bougie Wild. Um, it sounds like like some sort of training or mentoring or something. So yeah, can you explain more about that and Well, I look at it like this. I can sell a program and you could pay your money. You could come to me and I could get you in shape. But if you don't change your mindset to implement it as a practice, and I just simply tell people this, they say, I need a coach. I need a partner. No, you don't. What you need is to find consistency. That See, my thing is forming new habits. It's, it's mental. Everything is mental. How we think is how we are. It starts with realizing, you know what? I don't like what I see. Who wants to tell? Who wants to tell self that? Yeah, right. People say, "How do you do it?" Because I don't like to be mad at myself. If I'm mad at myself, I'm gonna point the finger. It's 
every little thing go on in the world, guess what? I'm going to be offended because I'm really mad at myself. So I'm looking for a reason to be offended. So that's where I, I that's how I train fitness. I tell people it's not a quick fix. There is money in fitness. I can sell you a program. It's a lifestyle train. You got the one Right. It's yeah, it's not like you do it one and done and that's it. Um it's a, you have to maintain it, you have to keep it up. It's a, it's a habit as you said, yeah. And a habit. I that's I've always struggled with with that too. There's certain things I want to get more fit at and more flexible at and I don't have the habit. I don't have the discipline to to carry it through. So I haven't met some of my goals yet, but yeah, it's a mindset really. Even though it's physical, what you're trying to achieve Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When you don't do what you say you're going to do, how does that make you feel? <sighs> um, fitness wise? Yeah. Or in general, I just feel um, I feel like a, like a failure pretty much. Yeah, I think failure and uh, you kind of have that like self-hatred too because you're like, oh, you're so you're so dumb. You didn't do the thing you wanted to do. So do you like feeling that way? Yeah. No, of course. No, not. Of course not. No. <laughs> so, so the thing about it, like I tell people, they say, how do you do it? I don't like being mad at myself. Yeah. Right. There you go. Super easy. <laughs> like for real, I don't like when you're mad at yourself, it's like the world is just ugly. Who li- and because we've never thought about it like that, you hold yourself accountable. When I don't go to the gym, I can tell like, I'm looking in the mirror like, you're like, who likes to talk down to themselves? Who likes to talk about themselves? I see some people say, oh, I, oh no, I'm, I'm fat. I'm this. I'm, why are you talking to yourself like that? Right. So if I'm talking to myself like that, how am I letting the world treat me? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you make so much sense. <laughs> so it starts with self. So I got to love myself. Like what Bougie Wild is, is telling people through all of this is love yourself, self-discipline. We always talk about discipline as it pertains to pointing the finger at somebody else. Mm-hmm. We, it, what about learning willpower? What about learning focus for self? You know how great we will be? Yeah. Like, I... And these are the things that I implement and I talk about from a transparent place because these are the things that I have to hold myself accountable for so that I don't go out here in the world and allow the world to treat me any kind of way. Uh, at, at 15 years old, like I said, I became a mom. So all I knew was to take care of others. This is this journey that I'm on, that I'm telling people about, this is what I've had to do for myself. So I can't advise you on what to do. I'm telling you what I've been through. I'm telling you the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... Oh. Yeah, I love that because it's, I think that's one of the things with coaches and mentors is it's sometimes it might feel like as if they're telling you what to do, but they can't really tell you what to do because it's different from what they did and what somebody else is going to do and all these different things. But um, I think a good coach recognizes that and can help you figure out what your unique mindset is or what you, the way in which you function and help you bring right. it out of yourself. Yeah. Right. And so I realized God, 
the actual the coaching thing, I just kind of fell into it, tell you the truth. People are calling me and I talk to people and it just happened. Like coaching wasn't even a part of Bourgeois first, okay? It just happened from people asking me, Miss Yolanda, how you do this? Miss Yolanda, what would you do because of my transparency? And so with my coaching, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you what I've been through. Yeah. I like that approach. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so speaking about a lot, well, along with Bougie Wild, you also mentioned that you, you are, re you're a realtor as well. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. you, uh, you worked at a tax firm or you still have the tax firm, right? Yes. YJ Crump tax firm yeah. is a company that I own. Uh, I am an enroll agent, previous IRS agent with 20 years IRS experience. I also have an accounting degree. I started YJ Crump Tax Firm because as an internal revenue agent, I audited people. And the common thing I heard was I just didn't know. So many people, uh, especially self-employed individuals, didn't know their rights and responsibilities as it pertains to the tax law. They relied too much on prepares. Uh, I'm not telling people to go out and that you have to get an accounting degree or anything like that, but you need to understand the basics of what your responsibilities are as a self-employed individual. You need to understand the record-keeping requirements. You need to understand how to review your tax return, how to reconcile your tax return if you provided documentation to someone to prepare your tax return. And you need to know your rights. Mm -hmm. um, so I am bridging the gap to help people with their fears when it comes to dealing with the IRS. Yeah. Everybody got this fear with the IRS. <laughs> so, you know, that that's my purpose out here is to educate and inform people of their rights and responsibilities. I like more so the representation side of it, more so than the tax preparation side of it. Because to get a great tax return, you need to plan all year. Don't come to me January April when the tax return is due and think I can work magic. No, all year. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That's a good advice, actually. I need to take that advice. Um, yeah. So, so between doing the taxes and and bougie wild and your fitness, how do you find time to do all these things? You seem really, really busy. And like, how, what do you do to relax as well? Well, I exercise to relax. Mm -hmm. I when I first get up in the morning, my first thing I owe to myself every day is to go sweat and drink my water. Like, if I don't do that, I don't feel good about myself, uh, and I don't like feeling that way. Um, and then you just work from a calendar. You plan a schedule. I learned this from the Internal Revenue Service. You you plan the schedule on your calendar to make sure. Like on this day, I'm going to do this. Once you do it, you schedule a follow-up day as to the next time you're going to touch that. I call it a case again because I always prefer to think it's cases. And, you know, it's just planning and scheduling. Bougie Wild is my passion. Like being an advocate for the Internal Revenue Service, that's something I enjoy. And that's educating people. It's empowering people. But if I could wake up every day and live to what my purpose would be, it would be to wake up, go to the gym, 
come home and be a motivational speaker, be a life coach, empower people, do uh, retreats, workshops, all about using my life from a humble, transparent, and a vulnerable place to empower people. Like, I get so many attacks about me being transparent. They, why you tell your business? You just be telling your business. I don't have no business. You know, I mean, it, it, we all go through the same thing. I have yeah. conversations that I wish somebody would have had with me. Yes, I agree with, yeah. And, and being transparent can go such a long way. I think more people should be more transparent so that we don't have to go around with so much bullshit all the time and wade through things and, you know, yeah, get lost. When we're not transparent, we're actually dealing with it. It's shame or it's blame. Like, why should we, the darkness, the dark, we hide behind the darkness. Like, just think if we were more transparent, the devil wouldn't be able to win. Because the reality is, you know, what they call heaven or hell is really how you think. Absolutely. So when it comes to uh, somebody wanting to strive and like to be themselves, like their true authentic selves, is transparency, is that like the the most important quality that you think someone should embrace? Or is, is it a combination of things? Like what would be your advice to someone who is, is wanting to figure out how to be themselves? To be humble, to be transparent, and to be vulnerable. What happened to us when we are children and we're born, we're able to express our true authentic self. Next time you're around a child, watch them. Just sit back and watch them. We're able to be vulnerable. If we want to cry, we cry. Whatever we feel like saying, we say. And, you know, we're able to be our true, authentic self as a child. So in the Bible, it states to enter the kingdom of heaven is to go back to being like a child. So to be like a child, you're like, what does that mean? You keep a clean heart because I'm expressing myself. Whereas if I don't express myself, I'm holding resentment, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm holding resentment. Now I'm walking around feeling some type of way, not expressing myself. I'm loving myself because as a child, I love myself. I'm able to be free. I have no insecurities in me. When we're, when we're, when we're children, we don't start getting insecurities until we go around other kids and they, oh, look at your nose. Oh, you laugh funny. Oh, you got a big head. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing yourself, when you a child, you like, I am a mother of four. I am the grandmother of four. I'm getting ready to have my fifth grandchild. I love to be around my grandchildren. Who we are is who we are. We know who we are. We do that thing that naturally come to us and that we enjoy doing. We buy ourselves, we can have an imaginary friend. We're so creative. We're just being free to be ourselves. But, but but basically you were saying, how does one be able to be their authentic self? Yeah. Love yourself, know yourself, trust yourself, be yourself, express yourself from a humble, transparent and a vulnerable place. Mm -hmm. I love that. And speaking of vulnerability, because that is something I think a lot of people struggle with, uh, myself included, because you want to appear strong and appear to put together and all those things, right? So being vulnerable, what does that mean for you? I'm a crybaby. <laughs> yeah. I cry. 
Yeah. I cry. Mm. And people tell me, you a crybaby. I'm a crybaby. If it hurts my feelings, I'm going to tell you it hurts my feelings. Like you said, we are so conditioned to be strong. If I'm disappointed, I'm going to tell you I'm disappointed. I'm not going to result always because society conditioned us to be so strong that we appear weak to say you hurt my feelings. We appear weak to say I'm disappointed. We appear weak to truly get in tune with our emotions to identify what emotion am I feeling right now? Am I sad? My feelings hurt. Right. And not only that, but then voicing them too. Right. Because we have been conditioned. Be nice. So as a child, right, we would express ourselves. Oh, you hurt my feelings. I don't want to be your friend. No more. We would say that, right? Yeah, right, right. Well, by the time we become adults, we don't express ourselves. So because we were taught not to express ourselves, we were walking around allowing the world to make us bitter. We were not taught to have courageous conversations. I teach my children, when you express yourself from a humble, transparent, and a vulnerable place, you keep a clean heart. Like, I should be able to come to you from a humble place. And I, I open it up and I say, I'm getting ready to express myself from a humble, transparent, and vulnerable. You hurt my feelings. But I tell my children when they hurt my feelings. You know, you I'm disappointed in you. Like, to be able to truly express ourselves without fear of you making fun of me. Like, we were conditioned not to cry. If it didn't rain, we wouldn't have no flowers. Why, as adults, we were told, don't cry? I'm a crybaby. Yeah. People say, you a crybaby. Yes, I'm a crybaby. I will, if, if my feelings are hurt, I am going to cry as an adult. Right. And there's no shame in that. Well, I think that's a really good note to end on, on, on vulnerability, because we all need that message, I think, or at least I did. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, I just have two more questions for you to wrap things up. So my first question is, where can people find you online? And do you have any sort of events or offers or retreats coming up that you want to promote or share? Well, you all can find me at www.bougiewow, and that's a compound word, B-O-U-G-I-E. W-I-L-D dot com. www.bougiewild.com. You also can find Bougie Wild on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, I do have a workshop coming up in January. The theme will be Create the Life You Want to See in 2023. It's going to be a vision party. It's not going to be around the house, the car, you know, your vision for it as, as far as that. But it's going to be the vision you want to see in becoming the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. You can look on my website. I did write a book, Ways to Be Free to Be Yourself. It's an ebook. Um, it's only $4.99. And it's just me talking about what I do, what I do to live, be free to be myself, talking about balance and loving yourself, knowing yourself, trusting yourself, being yourself, expressing yourself, how to do that, like yeah. really how to do that. And you can find my tax firm at YJ Crump. Well, www. You have to put www.yjcrumptaxfirm.com in the search bar and you can find me. Perfect. Okay, great. I'll put all those links in the show notes so everybody can 
find you easily. Um, so my last question that I ask all of my guests, so your brand's called Bougie Wild. My podcast is Wild Creative. Clearly the word wild is a good word. <laughs> um, so what advice can you give our listeners for living a wild creative life? Society defines wild as something negative. Society label you based on their unwritten expectations based on their environment, their experience and exposure. As long as it's bringing you love, joy, peace, and laughter, don't allow someone to describe who you are as wild in a negative perspective. Allow being wild is like in the jungle, being free. Yeah. yeah. Just being free. Like an animal in the wilderness, in the wild, is able to be wild. A tiger is being a tiger. A lion is being a lion. You know, they are, you know, they're they're free. So be yourself, you know, be yourself. If wild is what they call it, oh, well, we're all animals. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> Great advice. Well, thank you so much, Yolanda, for the chat. This was really fun and, and enlightening for me, actually, in a few ways. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that opportunity. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you gleaned something inspirational from this motivational conversation. If you'd like to connect with Yolanda online and inquire more about living a bougie wild lifestyle, all the links to her business and her tax firm are below. If you're enjoying the podcast overall, please do rate and review and don't forget to subscribe, follow and share. I do also have a Patreon for the show if you'd like to support it that way. If you have any questions or comments or topic ideas for future episodes, please email me at emmacavetna at gmail.com. Otherwise, until we meet again, stay wild, stay creative. Stay creative.